It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to think about it. But we at least need to consider what would happen if Justin Fields doesn't take that step forward this season. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Lockdown Bears listeners get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That includes engagement. Just use our promo code Locked On at checkout. On the show today, we have to prepare for the worst case scenario. I well, or among the worst case scenarios. What if Justin Fields struggles this season? What if he doesn't take that step forward? Even if it's not fully his fault. You know, they're the supporting cast, not exactly where we would want it to be. And a lot of unknowns around this Bears team and in that realm of possibility is him struggling. What would that look like? What would that mean then for next offseason? Do we start to have that conversation about drafting another quarterback? And, And really what we'll try and do here is find the threshold, right, of like, okay, where where's the line between Justin Fields didn't make enough progress to where the Bears need to consider that maybe he's not gonna be the long-term option at quarterback compared to the line of like, no, you should still be all in on Justin Fields and go all in on on building around him and, and putting everything you can into making him the most successful Chicago Bears quarterback that you can have. This discussion, I think, stems purely from the idea that he is not the pick of this current Bears regime and that while they are clearly focused on him right now and supporting him in every way they can, right now, they're not locked into him the same way perhaps that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy might have been, given that they were the ones who really invested in him. Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus inherited Fields and are doing the smart thing to continue to build around Fields and see what he can do and see that through. They're, they're going to give him every opportunity to be successful. But what if he doesn't? What if, what if he doesn't? And what what if you have 
still lingering questions about the quarterback position going into 2023, you know, the following season. Because when I look at this upcoming season for, for the Bears, we know the win total is not going to be the way to measure Justin Fields this season. We're not expecting double-digit wins. We're not even really fully expecting playoffs. You know, we, we're more in that five, six, seven type win range at this stage of the team building process because of how much they've had to sort of tear down and start to piece together some of the more long-term foundational pieces rather than the the actual win now effort. So, you know, five, Justin Fields could have a great season and the team could still win six games. And, and those things are not going to be super specifically tied together as far as wins equals whether or not Fields is the guy for the Bears in the long term. No, but Fields' individual performance this season in spite of the things going on around him, will, I think, go a long way toward trying to determine this. So I don't even think necessarily that it would be, in every scenario, Fields' fault, right? You could have a scenario where there's a lot of struggles this season, but it's because the offensive line can't consistently give him good pass protection. We saw that even in his first game last season against the Cleveland Browns when he was just thrown out to the Wolves. And Constantly under pressure, sacked a bunch of times. And if the holes that we see on this offensive line right now continue to be problems, and maybe, you know, you're rotating, you start out with, maybe it ends up being Jenkins and Borum at offensive tackle, but one of them struggles, so maybe Braxton Jones goes in at left tackle, and then, you know, either Jenkins moves over or, or Borum stays there. And maybe Sam Wilstover starts at right guard, but then he struggles, so you have to throw in, you know, Zachary Thomas, the six-round pick at right guard, or you have to sign somebody off the street. You start moving players around here because you just can't find five consistent offensive linemen from week to week. And then maybe also you have Darnell Mooney doing his thing as best he can, but, you know, maybe Byron Pringle doesn't take a big step forward. And, you know, Equinemius St. Brown's not consistently getting open. And, and Bayless Jones still having limitations as a rookie in, in terms of what you can ask him to do. And really you'd have one go-to wide receiver, kind of like the Bears had last season. And maybe, you know, Cole Komet doesn't take that step forward or whatever it might be. And then with the offensive line struggles, maybe the running game isn't able to carry the offense as much as the Bears want it to. And so all of a sudden, you know, you're left with, in this hypothetical scenario, another lesser season from Fields. Maybe he comes close to the 3,000-yard mark and maybe the touchdown-interception ratio is similar. You know, maybe you get, I don't know, 20 touchdowns and... 22 interceptions or whatever it might be, or maybe it's 20 and 18, or maybe it's whatever, you know, 59% completion percentage. And you're left kind of going, man, I don't know. Is, is Justin Fields a good quarterback? Is he not at that point? Because clearly then he's not so great that he can overcome massive deficiencies on his own offense. That's not a realistic thing to expect every quarterback to be able to do, but it might tell you for sure that he's not going to be, you know, this, bonafide, special, elite, Hall of Fame-type quarterback, but that wouldn't necessarily mean he's going to be a bad quarterback. But if you have field struggle in in that type of way, whether it's him making poor decisions and not growing or just his supporting cast not being a set of circumstances that most quarterbacks could have much success with, then you're looking at a Bears team that's probably going to be, a, a, for sure, then a top 10 pick, if not a top 5 pick, in the upcoming NFL draft. And then you have to wonder when it's projected to be certainly a better quarterback class in 2023 than it was this past season in 2020 or this past off season in 2022, 
you have a regime that didn't draft Justin Fields with now a full season plus his rookie season, you know, a season and a half or so of Justin Fields not thriving. And you're picking in the top 10, probably top five with potentially good quarterbacks there. All of a sudden you start to have that conversation and we'll start to have that conversation a, a little bit more specifically in this upcoming NFL draft next on Locked On Bears. This episode is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. They are an online auto parts retailer who've been serving customers online for over 20 years. They've got everything you could possibly need for your vehicle from engine control modules and fuel pump assemblies to the tough stuff, to the, to the easier stuff like brake parts, motor oil, even new carpets. So whatever it is you're looking for for your vehicle, rockauto.com is the place to go. They have a deep catalog that I don't think anybody online can match anywhere else. Everything you can need for your vehicle, but it's easy to sort through. You just enter in your car's make and model and boom, you can find, you can quickly bring up all the different parts you need and sort by the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Those prices are particularly important because rockauto.com's prices are the same low price for everybody, not a special price to you for professional mechanics or do-it-yourselfers. Head over to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck. When you when you check out, enter in on our promo code. When you, when you check out, excuse me, they have a box that tells you that you fill in about how did you hear about us and enter in the words locked on so they know that we sent you. Amazing, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. If Justin Fields were to struggle this upcoming season, it would lead the Bears to fewer and fewer wins than we're already projecting with maybe even Justin Fields playing well. That leads them potentially to a top 10 or maybe top five pick in that first round. And boy, would it be hard to potentially pass on a quarterback in that situation if you're at the stage where Fields hasn't proven to you that he is the guy. Because then at that point... If you know if you were to draft a quarterback right away, you wouldn't even necessarily have to get rid of Fields right at that moment and trade him or whatever at a low value. But you could have a potential quarterback competition type thing where whatever quarterback you draft in the top ten there does not have to be your week one starter, and then you can still continue to build around the quarterback position. We've talked about how the Bears cleared up a lot of salary cap space for this upcoming offseason next year to be able to sign offensive linemen, wide receivers, and other big pieces to put this Bears defense even further together. And part of the process with that too is that if the Bears don't win a lot this season and have an early first-round pick, they could also use that on a player to build around Justin Fields, like you know a top wide receiver in the NFL draft or whatever it might be. If Fields isn't for sure, if you're not for sure that Fields is going to be that guy, it's hard to pass up that opportunity to potentially take another potential franchise quarterback high in the draft when you are a general manager and head coach that did not draft Justin Fields. And it's always easy to look ahead to the upcoming draft class and think 
It's always going to be a better quarterback class the next season. But I think there's, there's a, at least with this year, we kind of saw the proof was in the draft in 2022 that it was not a strong quarterback class. You know, Kenny Pickett goes in the first round and then that's pretty much it. And even him, not, not specifically a highly touted prospect that everyone is super excited about. Nowhere near a consensus on A, who the individual top quarterback would be, but then B, who would even be a first round quarterback in this draft. And like Malik Willis went from maybe even a top five pick to a third round pick with just the, the way there was such a swing there. Next year's quarterback class right now on paper looks to at least be better than that. It will be better than this year. Comparatively to every other year, we won't know until these players actually really play these games and we see what they can be. But the early projections have names that already look better than some of the names that went into the draft this year, that if some of these quarterbacks had just skipped their upcoming seasons and gone in the draft, they would have gone better. And this is not a podcast to break down the quarterback prospects for next year, because that's three or four or five steps ahead of where we are now. But just know that, you know, CJ Stroud from Ohio State, Bryce Young from Alabama, you've got a couple other guys like Cam Ward from Washington State's kind of in this conversation and, and the Florida kid, Anthony Richardson as well. But we'll see how the the actual season plays out before we start to crown all those guys as like top 10, top five picks or anything just yet. But it's to show that like there's a lot more excitement about that class. And if you're the Bears general manager in that spot and you're not sure exactly how Justin Fields will be because he had a second season of inconsistency, can you go all in on building around Justin Fields? You know, are you going to be drafting that high again in this type of quarterback class? If there's a quarterback there, that you like, does Justin Fields, after two seasons of you don't know exactly what you get, does that preclude you from taking a quarterback in that spot? I really don't. If it's a quarterback that you really like and this class proves out to be a good-looking one, you know, I don't know I don't know that you can say no there exactly. It just seems like given the lack of direct ties to Fields, it doesn't change your team-building strategy because I think you can still – you know, draft a quarterback potentially next season in this hypothetical early and then still use a high second round pick on a wide receiver or a high sec- the high second round pick on uh, an offensive lineman, right? You can find find other ways. Robert Quinn is eventually going to be traded for, I mean, presumably for some sort of likely draft asset in this upcoming draft. So right, you can start to build not only through all the free agent dollars that you have, even before you get to the draft, right? If, if Fields struggles this season, that's sort of the hypothetical we're going by under this podcast episode, then you still enter free agency and build around Justin Fields, right? You have however many free agent dollars, I think it's like $100 million in cap space right now, which Roquan Smith contract extension at some point will eat up a chunk of that. And there's a couple other contracts that might end up playing into that at some point. But regardless, you're going to have quite a bit of salary cap space. And so even before you get to the NFL draft next year, after this potential field struggle, you could still build largely around that quarterback position with wide receivers, with offensive line, with, you know, tight end, with defense, with that free agent dollars, and then still maybe draft the quarterback in the top five and have sort of built around the potential for both. And I really like the idea of keeping fields and then also in that scenario, drafting a quarterback and making it an open quarterback competition. And if whatever rookie you take in that hypothetical is ready to go and and great and can beat Fields and start as a rookie, fine. Then you trade Fields in in the preseason or at the trade deadline to, to a team that wants to take a chance on a young quarterback that would still be somewhat 
not fully proven or unproven at, at that stage, right? We wouldn't. He would be have been inconsistent for two seasons, which is enough to to not keep you from drafting a quarterback, but it's not enough for the league to completely give up on Fields. So you might be able to get some value back down the line from there in that hypothetical, or you have still invested around the quarterback position and drafted this top quarterback, and maybe Fields starts, and maybe Fields plays well in year three because they've finally been able to you know build this stuff around him, and then all of a sudden you might have two good quarterbacks on your hands, and all of a sudden that's a really, really valuable trade asset, whether it, at that point then you would trade Fields or trade the rookie who hasn't played, or you sit the rookie for a couple seasons and see how Fields does. I mean, that's a, a really good problem to have at that point. And I would think that, like, w- given the free agent dollars the Bears will have at that time, you could say, well, well, if they're not if they're, if they're using that top five pick on a quarterback instead of a player that could help Justin Fields, they will still have other assets to build around the quarterback position. And I, I don't know, will would a top five or top 10 pick at wide receiver for that rookie season, that third Justin Fields season, will that pick be the difference between whether Fields ultimately becomes the guy in that third season or not? I, I, tend, to, I tend to not think that one really high draft pick will completely be the deciding factor for Fields' third season, right? I think it will be a factor, but it will also matter who they sign in free agency and how else they build around the team. And then that high draft pick will be a big push beyond that. But if you can also already build around successfully through some of free agency and the other moves that you're making and the development of the guys you have now, I think there's a luxury there and an importance of the quarterback position to maybe double dip if fields were to struggle in this season. That's such a big if here. It's not something I'm expecting to happen or by any means hoping to happen, but I do think there's there's a threshold here, right? And I, and that's a topic I really want to explore here is that, okay, where is the line between Fields is good enough to say, no, no need to go look for another quarterback versus Fields is bad enough to say, yeah, we got to draft the quarterback because Fields isn't the guy after a second season. So we'll, we'll kind of explore where that line might be next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on, Bill, Be- Locked on Bears podcast is powered by our friends at Built Bar, the makers of the world's best tasting protein bar. And they keep coming out with great flavors. They let us try this new mud pie flavor of them that tastes like, it's almost like a chocolate mousse, you know, like chocolate pie, like sort of like t- between like chocolate pie, chocolate cake, and chocolate mousse with like cookies and cream crumble across the top. It was absolutely delicious. And it sold out really quickly on the Built Bar website, but I know they're going to bring it back again before too long. So be on the lookout for that. It's one of the many amazing flavors they have because they all taste like candy bars, but they're good for you. They're low sugar, they're low calories, high fiber, and high protein. It sounds like it's too good to be true, but when you t- when you try it, tasting is believing. Head on over to built.com, enter in our promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Justin Fields doesn't need to have a 5,000-yard season and throw 40 touchdowns to to prove to the Bears 
that he's the guy long-term. And I still think they genuinely think he is the guy long-term. The production this season would be more about, he would have to, he would have to go to an extent to prove that he's not the guy. I think at this point, he has the benefit of the doubt that he can still be the guy. And it's a matter of, all he has to do is just not prove that he's not the guy, to not show that he's terrible, to not be, to not add further questions. Because yes, statistically, rookie season, not where you want it to be. You know, 50, 59% completion, seven touchdowns, 10 interceptions, you know, 1,800 yards in, in 12 games or whatever it was. It's 155 yards per game. I mean, per on a per game average, he was statistically one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL as a rookie. There's no denying that that's what the box score says. The The player we see on tape, the tools, the plays he was able to make in spite of the play calling and the players around him shows us a better quarterback than the box score shows and which would indicate then that he is capable of much better production in a better offensive system with a more cohesive unit of offensive players around him and and in theory with a more consistent offensive line and better wide receivers. We're not sure if he's going to get a more consistent offensive line and better wide receivers and receiving in general. We should include the tight ends and pass catching running backs in this as well, but pass catchers weapon, better weapons, better offensive line. We don't know if that aspect is going to be better this season, but we do know now that he's not, he doesn't have some of, if not many of the same disadvantages he had going into last season that should set him up to have a better season this year. The question is like, where's that line between like, oh, like he's not good and therefore may open the Bears up to drafting a quarterback at that point. And I think it would have to be fairly disastrous. Like we said at the beginning, like it wouldn't necessarily have to be specifically all purely his fault. But I think the bigger point is that like going through a full 17 game season where he is the guy, he's been the starter all offseason. He's gotten all the offseason reps, which he did not get last season. The offense has been more specifically fine tuned to him and his skill set, as opposed to last season where they were really trying to press him more into the Andy Dalton, Matt Nagy offense that they had started the season with and and struggled over time to eventually adapt the offense a little bit more to his skill set. That if he goes through a full 17-game season in at least what's set up to be a better situation, even if we're not sure if the offensive line and weapons will purely be better, a lot of the rest, if not almost all of the rest, should be better than it was last season for Justin Fields. And so then if he goes through 17 games through that scenario and still gives you, you know, there, there were some passes last season where he would one hop a short curl route, or there were some, pa- there were some, there were times last season when of course he fumbled the ball too much, didn't always have the perfect pocket presence, sometimes held onto the ball too long, sometimes was too quick to scramble, sometimes wasn't quick enough to get out of the pocket, right? If he doesn't show you progress in any of those types of, of areas and has more interceptions and and these types of, you know, what you think of as rookie mistakes, but it, once you're no longer a rookie, then they're just mistakes. Then they're a player who's not learning, a player who's maybe slow to, to pick up the game mentally, who's not seeing the field well, who's not processing well, who's has a slow release and is not getting rid of the ball, right? If you get a full 17 game slate of that, where you still like, it doesn't even have to be, you know, like Blake Bortles level, like just, or or Nathan Peterman, another Bears quarterback level of implosion, but just another season of like, you know, we're we're still not sure. It's like, it comes that at that point, it becomes down to this like 
fool me once, rookie season type thing, fool me two times, now we start looking at quarterbacks, right? Because if after two a full season as a sophomore and a half a season as a rookie, you're just not you're not getting growth and you're not getting progress and you're not getting signs of greatness. I think that's really all you need is is growth and progress and and development is all you need from field. That's a, that should be in theory a very low bar to say, yep, we're we're on some sort of path forward. Let's build around them. That, that's all we need. And, and and so that's to where the threshold is for me, right? Of the the do you draft another quarterback because Fields was so bad versus no. All you have to do is just show me progress and, and growth. That's that all. That's all it is. So anything short of you know no progress, no growth, seventeen more games of some of the same mistakes we saw last season. That's when I'm I'm going to the the quarterback. Well, it, it could because at that point you're drafting in the top five or top ten. Certainly, if if you're drafting outside of the top ten, then you're probably not going to get a, a better quarterback anyway. So what's the point? Keep going around fields and see and ride that out. But if you're bad enough because the quarterback is bad enough you start to have that conversation about maybe maybe you draft one. But I, I really think it would take quite a disaster. And it would be it seems to be a very low likely scenario that Fields is has such a struggle and makes such little progress that you really are ready to draft another quarterback next offseason. And really the more likely range of outcomes is just how much progress does he make? Is it just a little bit of progress because the weapons in the offensive line are bad, but it's still progress. So you know, I mean, so you're seeing growth and you're ready for that real big jump in year three, because that's what we're expecting for the team as a whole, right? The team as it's uh, as a whole is sort of scaled back this season, foundational stuff, ready to make a bigger jump in 2023 and 2024. So it should be, in theory, a similar expectation for Justin Fields. If you expect everybody else to maybe kind of slow down a little bit and not make a huge leap this year, but bigger leaps beyond, then I wouldn't be expecting Fields to make a huge leap this year if you're waiting for everybody else to make the huge leap the following season. So that's where I feel like much like the rest of the roster, it's not about the wins. It's not about huge production, but it's about show me that you belong, show me that you're the foundation, show me that you can develop and grow with this team and be part of the long-term future here. And if you don't show me that, whether you're Justin Fields, you're a young offensive lineman, you're a young wide receiver or whatever, if you don't show me that you're young and developing and ascending and part of the future, then maybe you're gone this next offseason or maybe you're replaceable this next offseason. It's not limited to... Justin Fields is not excluded from that equation. It just seems much, much less likely for a guy like Justin Fields, based on what we've seen from him so far, compared to everyone else on the roster, given that Fields will finally get to be the starter all offseason, practice with the first team, practice with the starters, and not just get thrown in the wolves, you know, five games into his rookie season or however many it was, and then get hurt in and off of that. That's the other thing. That's the other wild card here is if Fields somehow knocks on, knock on wood were to get hurt in the second season, then you don't, then you still don't get to know much of what he is. I still don't think you draft a quarterback at that point because I, I want Fields to prove that he's not the guy before I replace him. And and there's there is a possibility that he could do that this season. Doesn't seem super likely to me. So that's that's sort of our our peek into okay, what if we prepare for the worst case scenario here? There is and, and that's almost reassuring to me. It's like either Fields is is good and the guy and continuing to progress forward and like, okay, then full steam ahead with that. Or if he's bad, you'll have a top five pick to still get another quarterback. So in some to some extent you, you almost can't lose there. I don't want to say there's a, a no-lose possibility because maybe there's a weird middle ground where stuff happens. But other than that, like, I don't want it to be like this doom and gloom thing that there there is sort of, for the Bears organization and for the Bears fan, there's a positive outcome on either side. It's just a matter of where Justin Fields falls on either side of those positive outcomes. Seems to be like most likely Fields develops, isn't spectacular, but 
gets better, shows growth, and looks like the guy that you want to keep building around. And then you have a potential early draft pick to build around him and free agent dollars, and boom, we're on a 2023 with, with some excitement. We're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves for the rest of the offseason here. We still have to go through this season and everything else. You can be sure we'll have you ready for training camp by the end of July right here on the Locked on Bears podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked on Bears your first listen today. We're here for you all offseason long, down to three days a week instead of five for the rest of June and then July leading up to training camp. We'll, we'll get back to full five days a week, but I hope that even so, when you do get to tune into the Lockdown Bears podcast, that it makes it just a little bit easier for you to bear down. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.